Greetings, I'm Larry Walsh, and this is Pod 2112, the official podcast of the 2112 Group, where we talk with industry executives, thought leaders, and influencers about the trend shaping the industry and the world around us. Data is the rocket fuel of business. Each day, businesses generate copious volumes of data. By some estimates, the world generates 2.5 exabytes, or the equivalent of 530 million digital songs each day. And that volume is only going to increase as more cloud-based services and Internet of Things devices come online. Just as data fuels businesses, the absence of data or the inability to access data causes businesses to stall. Studies differ on the impact of data loss and compromises, but one thing is certain. Businesses that lose data suffer tremendous disruptions, and sometimes those disruptions lead to total organizational failure. This is where data backup and disaster recovery services come into play. The pervasive need for data protection and the ability to quickly restore lost data has made backup one of the most popular services in the channel. According to our research at 2112, three out of four solution providers offer some form of backup and recovery service. And solution providers have and continue to see backup services as one of the best growth opportunities. You don't have to sell my Pod 2112 guest on the value of backup services. He's someone who wakes up every day thinking about how to secure and preserve data. He's Carmen Cerise, the Vice President of Worldwide Route Services at Commvault, a provider of cloud-based backup services. Carmen recently joined Commvault after spending a little time consulting for vendors and solution providers on digital transformation and business maturation. Prior to that, he oversaw channels at one of the largest providers of cloud-based backup and data storage solutions, SunGuard Availability Services. I've known Carmen for many years, and I can tell you that few people share his passion for technology, backup services, and working with partners. In his new role at Commvault, he's putting his passions to use in helping make Commvault more channel-friendly and partner-engaged. And with that, welcome to Pod 2112, Carmen. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Carmen, why don't you tell us a little bit about your new role as the uh, Vice President of Worldwide Route Route Services at Commvault. What are you doing and and what attracted you to this role? Yeah, Larry, love to talk about that. So, First of all, what attracted me to it is, uh, first of all, the company itself, you know, a leader in the data management and backup field for years, upper right-hand quadrant for Gartner, Forrester. I've always heard a lot about this company, being that I live in New Jersey. I've heard a lot of good things about the culture of the company. And uh, I got to say, after being here four months, I've confirmed great company, great products, great culture. Uh, I think... What attracted me are all those things, plus the ability to come in and make an impact, Uh, the ability to come into a new role, as you said, VP of Worldwide Route Services, or as I call it, uh, Vice President of Partner Success, uh, because everything I do is about generating success, not just for Commvault, but for partners. And so great company, great culture, opportunity to make an impact. Uh, those were all things that attracted me here. And the role I have is one which uh, supports a lot of the functions that I've actually performed in the past. So channel sales and partner management are done in other theater uh, organizations. What I have from a global perspective is the responsibility to support sales, to support partner sales, support partner management, when it comes to partner enablement, sales enablement, demand generation, uh, partner content, partner communications, and 
overall uh, partner programs and operations. So that's my remit and uh, excited about being here. Oh, it's, it's a great addition to the old CV. Carmen, we, we talk about things like we enablement. In fact, it's probably one of the most uttered words in our business is, you know, how do we enable partners to do X? Particularly in regards to this new role at Commvault, what does enablement mean to you? What does it mean to enable partners for success? And what are you doing to to accomplish that goal or fulfill that mission? Yeah, to me, when we talk about enablement, it's uh, a number of different things associated with that. First and foremost, are our partners equipped with the information, with the content, with the stories, with the ROI tools, uh, so that they know how to do business with Commvault and so that they can leverage Commvault to sell more of what they're already selling, to help them with their selling motion and to help them enhance their position as a trusted advisor with their clients. So enablement to me is a lot of it's uh, hand-to-hand combat, so to speak, in the field, enabling our sales teams, enabling our partner resources, work with partners to make sure we can support them in the field. And a lot of partner enablement is actually uh, automated. Uh, So making sure we have the right enablement tools available uh, on our portal uh, to make sure that we leverage things like what we've rolled out as a partner success desk that gives our our partners a place to call or to, to, to do an online chat to answer questions about, you know, quick quotes or how do they get a demo for something or where they can find information. Um, to me, that's all about uh, partner enablement. So those are the things that we're doing. It's interesting the way you describe that is that it real it feels as though you're taking a or you and Commvault are taking a very hands-on active approach to partner enablement. This isn't just throw materials or training at them. This is providing real interactive resources to ensure that they know what to do or how to do things to get to get product and market and get customers engaged. Is that a, is that a fair assessment? It is. It is, uh, as I said, several elements. A lot of it is very active, you know, getting people in the field. For instance, Larry, I have uh, openings right now for a director of global partner enablement. I have openings for partner enablement managers in each of our three years, the Americas, Asia PAC, and EMEA. Uh, and all of that is to do kind of the manual piece of this, the face-to-face piece of this. In addition to that, I may, uh, we're continuing to make investments in our programs, on our portal, so that we also supplement that face-to-face support with uh, the automated support I was referring to, to earlier. So, you know, part of your job is is helping raise awareness internally about the value partners bring to the go-to-market equation. You know, was there something lacking before your arrival at Commvault that, um, that they didn't have a full appreciation or there was a recognition that they internally had to do more to engage with partners? Yeah, it's a great question, Larry. I, I don't see it as something that was lacking, but really I, I see it as kind of a dial that needed to be moved. We're we're a company that does most of our business, almost all of our business, through partners. I think the big change we need to implement and we're starting to implement is to to take Commvault from a company, let's say, that's partner-friendly and moving to a company that's partner-driven. So really viewing partners not just, let's say, as fulfillment vehicles, 
to get our software and our solutions into the hands of our clients. But looking at our partners as true partners that we can collaborate with to drive growth together. So it's, it's, that, it's that shift from being channel friendly or thinking that we were channel friendly to being a company that's partner driven. So I think that's the significant shift and change that we're looking to make. Do you see a sustained opportunity in, in this technology segment, in this services segment to, 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 to remain aligned towards accomplishing that mission? Is it still white space you're trying to fill or are you looking at this as a displacement opportunity that you have to drive partners into? Yeah, great question. So, so Larry, the first part of your question is, you know, about the market itself, the industry, the growth in the industry. And we see data continuing to grow at warp speeds, right? It's an interesting fact that, you know, I've heard one of our solution marketing folks use is you know, 90% of the data in the world today has been created in the last two years alone. And when you think about that uh, and the fact that we're creating more and more data, uh, it, the need for data backup, the need for data management uh, is, is going up exponentially just from a volume perspective. When you add to that, not just from a volume perspective, but when you add in a couple of other filters, if you will, value, the value of this data is increasing, which means the value of not having access to the data is increasing. So recovery has become more and more important. I have a lot of experience in that field. And what I now that I'm looking at it from a data management, data backup perspective, I can see that customers are looking for flexible ways to have increased recovery readiness. So more, more data, it's more valuable. Uh, there's an increased need to have it ready. And then the other, the other factors that are influencing it are the different infrastructure options, right? So customers now have diverse options for infrastructure, for applications, for workloads. And what that's done, that diversity, number one, is, is significant. The speed at which change is happening in those areas, especially with public cloud providers, is creating gaps. It's creating gaps that our customers have in talent, in skill sets they have, and in to be honest, the, the time, just the time they, they need to devote uh, to this area. So, I, again, it's not just the volume. It's those other factors. And then, as if you need one more, right, there's the whole data privacy uh, rights that we see. And that, that alone is significant. And, and the, other, the other thing that's happening is it's, it's different in every corner of the world, right? If you're in Europe, you may be talking about, you know, GDPR. Right. If you're in um, South Korea, for instance, you may be talking about the Personal Information Protection Act. So as a global company, which Commvault is, uh, we need to make sure that we're satisfying our clients and our partners with uh, those data privacy requirements they need to, they need to adhere to. So th that's a long answer. The short answer is yes. The, data, the market's growing. Not only is it growing, but we have those other factors influencing it. In saying that, though, I mean, that there's a lot of growth potential out there. Do you find that the partners are still leaving opportunities on the table? Is there something that they can be doing differently that could be driving more growth, not just for Commvault, but for themselves? Yeah, I, I think for the most part, uh, the, the larger integrators uh, who have uh, invested in this space, I think are capturing most of the market. But 
there are other partners who are missing a portion of it. And I think the miss comes in a couple different ways. One is in the fact that there's there's not only cloud, but there's multi-cloud installations. And many enterprises, even mid-sized companies, aren't using just one cloud provider. They may be using two. And then they when they also have a private cloud instance. So integrating a broader data management solution across multiple infrastructures, I think is a, an opportunity some partners are missing and they can add some value around the services they provide, coupling it with Commvault. And then the, the other thing that they're, they're missing, but they're starting to really see the value in is the tight alliance partnerships that Commvault has with companies like Cisco, with NetApp, with HPE, with Hitachi Data, where we work with those companies, we integrate our data backup solutions into their solutions. And so the partners who are reselling those companies' solutions um, can have a lot, can have bigger deals and create a lot more stickiness by integrating the data management piece uh, from Commvault. Carmen, when you're looking at enabling partners for greater levels of success, particularly in what I consider to be a competitive market, I mean, there's there's no shortage of of providers of data protection, backup, or recovery. Um, what is it, not so much what is it that you're going to do to do it, but what are some of the things you've learned over the years that don't work any longer? What is it the things that you're going to be looking to avoid doing or not doing going forward? One of the things I've learned is to, in order for a vendor, and in this case, I'm talking from the Convol perspective, in order for us to add a lot of value to our partners, we have to go beyond just point solutions. Because what I what partners tell me is they get trained on a point solution, they train their reps, they train their SEs, their data center specialists. They get engaged, and I know you'll I think you'll agree with me. You know, most customers change their requirements uh, several times throughout an opportunity engagement, and partners get frustrated when those requirements change in a way where the partner has to go find another vendor. Uh, to bring into the equation because vendor A no longer you know, meets the requirements. I think what I've learned and one of the reasons I got attracted to Commvault is we have a broad portfolio around data management, data backup. So as the requ- requirements change, we can kind of shift left and right with the client and uh, we, we with the partner, with their client. And there's less of a need for the partner to have to, as I always say, change horses mid-race. And there's value in that to the partners because they have more continuity. Uh, they have they can they can have a, a faster deal close uh, process because they don't have to keep shifting. So it's one of the things I learned uh, that you, it, the more you can think of what you're doing as a vendor in a way of helping the partner with their existing selling motion, help them sell more of what they already sell by integrating your component. Um, I, I think you have a much better chance of success as compared to treating it like a black box or a widget or a point solution. And so that's been one of the key learnings I've had in my a number of my channel uh, assignments. Carmen, before joining Commvault, you were at, at SunGuard avail, uh, Availability. 
but between, you started your own consulting firm, Clarity, uh, which you helped vendors and partners trans, you know, with transformation issues. Did you? What did you learn during that consulting period where you're out in the field in a different role, engaging with partners on a level that you hadn't as a channel leader before? What did you learn differently? Uh, learn that you had to do differently going back into uh, into a vendor shop like Commvault. Yeah, yeah, great question. In one, in, in a couple of words, uh, uh, you know, one phrase. I learned a lot, Larry. <laughs> um, I, I learned a lot. Uh, first of all, by working with smaller MSPs who were trying to build out their partner ecosystems, and uh, I was helping them do that by identifying the right partners to work with, initiating those engagements. And what I learned is by working with firms like that, uh, what you did on day one uh, was very different than what you needed to do on day 90 or day 180 because the, the options in the market are evolving so quickly. You, know, what you, it's, you no longer can get trained on a set of solutions. Train your people, in this case, the MSPs train their people, and think you can go, you know, two or three or four quarters uh, with that selling motion. The speed at which things are changing, especially in the cloud area, the public cloud, the whole area of DevOps, um, it means that I had to take a different approach to helping these companies define and develop their ecosystem. It had to be a much more dynamic approach rather than a static approach of pick five stay with them for a few quarters and reevaluate after the year. So the speed aspect is one thing I learned. The other thing I learned uh, is, you know, working for a small company of which there were two or three of us, you know, just, you know, rolling up your sleeves, having to do everything, you know, from HR to finance to expenses, to contract, to legal reviews. Um, I really learned a lot about getting back into the thick of things rolling up my sleeves uh, and, and getting back into the details, which I'm now using to my advantage now that I have a broader responsibility with, with a larger company. You've been in this job for about four months. You're, you know, they just announced you a couple of weeks ago officially, which is typical protocol with, with companies like that. How do we, how are you defining what success looks like for your partners, for Commvault and for yourself? The, the metrics for success are all about the opportunities we generate together. And I think of that in the form of, you know, sales ready leads or sales qualified opportunities. Uh, the second is quite simply the pipeline we're able to build together. Uh, not only a pipeline in terms of numbers of opportunities, but the amount of revenue that we're putting in the pipeline or in the inflow. And then the third and, and, and most important one is bookings. Are we booking more deals with more partners? Are we growing our revenue? Are they growing theirs? Um, so th those are three metrics on the financial side. On the, on the partner side, more of the, the softer metrics, if you will, two of them are the partner experience. What is the experience that the partner's having with Commvault? Uh, are, they, are they winning with us? Are they winning in a way where we're simple to do business with? Are they winning in a way where they want to come back and do more business with us? And the other metric on the partner side is the number of partners, the number of partner sellers 
who are actually doing more than one deal with us in any given time frame. So it's sometimes you have a partner where there's one rep who really gets what you do. But if, there's a, if there are 100 reps in that company, how do we get two, three, five, 10, 20 reps in that partner company doing business with us? So those are the two categories of metrics that we'll be using uh, to determine, you know, at the end of the, the quarter, at the end of each year, uh, what success looks like for us at Commvault, for our partners, and also for us as a company. Fantastic. Carmen, always great talking with you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. And I uh, look forward to seeing you at one of the upcoming industry events. Thanks. And there you have it. You found another reason to always hit save by listening to us talk about cloud-based backup and channel changes at Commvault here at Pod2112. I want to thank our guest, Carmen Cerise of Commvault, and I want to thank all of you for joining us on Pod2112, a production of the 2112 Group, a business research and strategy firm. Join us again when we talk with industry executives, thought leaders, and influencers about the market and the world around us. And don't miss a single episode of Pod2112. Subscribe today on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about the 2112 Group services, email us at info at the2112group.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. And while you're at it, you may also want to try checking out Channelnomics, our new media site. Thanks again. I'm Larry Walsh. 